It's time for the Drive's Top 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway. It's Fan Run Radio. Russell Beer and Marcus Young back with you. The top four four brought to you by Jets Pizza. Fan Run listener watch party Thursday, 3 p.m. Be there as we watch Tennessee defend their SEC tournament championship against the winner of South Carolina and Ole Miss. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, we have baseball. This evening at 6.30 as your Tennessee baseballs will be taking on Boston College. They will be playing on the SEC Network Plus. The SEC Network Plus. It's more. It's more It just means more. It just means more. Boston College is pretty good. Uh, I heard Tony V is doing a little Lou Holtz. I mean, they sound like the damn 27 Yankees coming in here to hear Tony tell it. I'm excited. They they just they've been on a roll since yes. since their two losses. They're looking like the team that we saw last year. Got Wouldn't the, go that far. Well, I mean, still early, but yeah, they're got, playing well. Yeah, I think um, they've got a lot of potential. But this time last year, you knew you had Beck in right field, Gilbert in center, and Stevenson was coming on at, at left. We have no idea what our outfield is going to be. You know, Dickey and Merritt are going to be in, you know, you know, Merritt, one of those guys might be DH. We don't know, but. And one through nine, there were no easy parts of our lineup for opposing yeah. teams. And I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I, uh-huh. I think there's going to be a couple of holes in the later in the lineup, but it doesn't mean they can't still be really, really good. doesn't mean we can't win at all. Well, exactly. So. It just means that was freakish having a team with that kind of those kinds of bats from one to nine. As Mike Leach would say, that was last bleeping year. That was last year. Pirate. At number two, Tennessee football has announced the Orange and White game will be on April fifteenth at two thirty p.m. Get your taxes. It's, it's done. been a little bit of a. Uh, Controversial. It has it is, been? Well, because you have to pay $5 to get in, and oh. some people are upset. Bear? Banner Dan's charging 5 bucks to get into the orange and white game? Ballsy move there, buddy. If only we had. And the, when the orange bowl, and all of a sudden. You want 5 he's bucks? He's milking you. <laughs> he's doing the $5 cover on us. If only we had the porch You're going to get a hand stamp when you go in there? <laughs> I guess so. That $5 adds up quick, though. If you ever worked at a club, if you know, you know. How many? So, knowing that, <laughs> what do we think the attendance will be? Oh, they'll probably still be like, I'd say, I think if it's if it's weather's like today, easy low 60s. Really? It's low 60,000. Yeah, I can see that. I was going to say like 40 or 50. I can see that lower bowl being filled up. I don't know. $5 covered Dan may have scared off, you know. Back in my day, I got to go in for free. So at five bucks to fifty-five thousand fans, that would get Tennessee two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. That they'll pay for uh, one of the basketball assistants, or either that, or that'll you know cover travel expenses for. I don't know. I mean, it's a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, should we? 
over should we, a quarter. Should we light the torches on on Banner Dan for charging for the? I I, I don't no, know. No, because I was man. Like I said, when I worked in bars, I was I loved the five dollar cover. Well, this ain't a bar, Bear. It's the same principle. Is, what if he's got a product that he's selling? He's a concessionaire. He knows people aren't going to. It's not going to be a deal where people are going to spend big. You know, it's already cost you an arm and a leg to go to a football or basketball game. It ain't cheap to go to baseball anymore. And I'm you're telling me we can't I agree go over with it. I'm just it's saying It's not I even a real game. It. It's just a celebration of football. It's a flag football game. You go there, you spend an hour in the sun, you get yourself a Coke, you go home. It's not a game. We're going to charge for this? Well, hell, you've won me over now. I don't know why the guy's doing this. It's idiotic, it's man. It's right. Messing off your fan base. What if, I'm not saying this is what's happening. Oh, here comes Marcus DeWhite Knight for Danny No Nugs. <laughs> Should have known. So it says here fans will be treated to the first ever Vol Village Music Festival located in Lot Nine, featuring live bands. On stage I need to from know who the. Two. I need to know who the from noon to two. How many bands are you going to put on that stage in two hours? <laughs> Friggin' Woodstock over here. Yeah. Oh my God. Let, me, let me guess. They're all local Fallstock. regional artists. Premium and non-premium seatings will be available for the game. Admission to the game is a five dollar for non-premium seats. So how much are the premiums? Uh, it does not say. Uh huh. I was gonna say, what if for the five dollars you got like, you know, a hot dog or something like that? Like you'd have it, to give me like a coke and a souvenir cup. Okay, I was just you know, and maybe a hot dog. At number three, the Ravens have sent a notice to the NFLPA that they will be uh, that they have placed a non-exclusive franchise tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. A non-exclusive franchise tag means he is still allowed to negotiate with other teams. If a team offers a contract, the Ravens have the right to match the offer sheet he signs. If they choose not to, they will receive two first-round picks in return. Yeah. Like, I wish I could find I meant to bookmark it. The, the tweet earlier, somebody was asking, like, the Ravens were, you know, going to show it to Lamar Jackson. Nobody, he wasn't. He wasn't going to get a fully guaranteed contract like, like Deshaun Watson. I was like, yeah, no, no doubt. There's only one owner in one franchise in the NFL that was dumb enough to give out that kind of a contract. I mean, I don't think that's Say what the Ravens are thinking. I, I think they're I think they're looking at it like, well, okay, what can we get for him? You know, what's, Nobody's going to give up two first-rounders. Well, it depends. Uh, it depends on what team, if they have the – because I don't – I think the reason why they're willing to do this is because they don't think anyone can give him that guaranteed contract, so they feel they can match whatever anyone offers. But on the plus side, depending on what team gives him the contract, say it's one of the teams in the top 10, you get their top pick from this season. I don't know if it's, I'm guessing it's this year, next year. You know, you get a high draft pick this year, maybe a mid-round next year, depending on what team he goes to. It could be worth it. It'd have to be a team to me that all you're missing for a big, big time Super Bowl run is a quarterback. San Fran. Very quickly, I want to ask if he goes to Washington, how would, what happens to you? Oh no! I mean, okay. I, I wish him all the luck in the world. Like, like, I think he's worth it. I think he's he's one of the elite guys, probably top fifteen, I'd say. But nah, top I'm, fifteen I'm, is elite. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I feel I mean, like that's thirty-two teams. So. I think you got to narrow it down a little bit more. Elite's top five in my book. Eh. Is he who, top who, five? Who, who, no. 
You're not taking him over Mahomes. You're not taking him over Hurts. You're not taking him over uh, Burrow. I'm Guy not taking Buffalo. him over Josh Allen. Uh, probably Herbert. Starchild. I'd say no. I'd say he's top ten. I'd take him before I'd take Aaron Rodgers. At least Lamar's serious about football and not doing hallucinogenic drugs and, you know, whatever it is he does. Uh, Hobbit holes. Uh, and finally, at number four, PGA Tour rolls out a $20 million purse and limited fields to take on the Live Tour. PGA Tour conducted a 90-minute meeting with players on Tuesday at TPC Sawgrass in Florida, home of both this week's Player Championship and Tour HQ, to discuss the sweeping changes to the circuit's 2024 schedule and structure approved by the Tour Policy Board last week. In short, the Tour is creating eight designated events with limited fields, no cuts, and a $20 million purses as a means to bring the top players together more often and reward them more handsomely while still providing opportunities for the rest of the membership. There's a direct response to the live thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, they got to modernize. They're probably not without fault in, in everything that's gone on there, but we talked about it a lot last summer. I'm definitely pulling for the PGA in this Mm-hmm. This battle right here, but uh, they've got to they've got to fix whatever they got to fix so that we're not watching whatever this ridiculous thing is yeah. over there it needs to fail. All right, that is the top four at four. It's brought to you by our good friends over at Jets Pizza. Looking forward to being out there on Thursday, and hope to see you there as well for our fan run listener watch party for the first round of the SEC tournament. Tennessee against the winner of Mississippi. I did it. I was, yeah, I was going to say Mississippi State. I caught myself. Remember we it's talked Miss. about this? I, Old no, Miss. I talked about it. Ole Miss in South Carolina. Thursday, 3 p.m. Be there. You said old, by the way. I went back and checked the tape. For Quit your job if you have to. Uh, somebody said, I have to work. Quit your job. Maybe my tongue just made a weird motion in that moment. You know what I mean? We don't yeah, know. Make it weird. <laughs> All right, let's get uh, – TJ in here next. What's up, TJ? Hey, what's up, bud? How you doing, man? Well, how are you, sir? Hey, not bad. Uh, did you see uh, Old Dominion and Troy women's game? O- ODU had six players on the court, ended up winning. No. The old 3-3 zone? Uh, there was uh, four seconds left, and ODU put out six players on the court. The refs didn't catch it, but the Troy coach was flipping out. and That's they technical. Guys. They got a shot up and ended up winning eighty six to eighty three, and it stood. So they didn't go back. They can't go can't back, go back and, and look that. at the Man, monitor. That's, that's a technical foul by the rule book. Uh, they won. Troy said that they were going to try to, um, I guess, challenge it or. or oh, I'm watching it right now. It. That's so obvious. Like, how can you not see that? How oh can... yeah, it's obvious too. That was the worst, worst they... basketball referee in the history of basketball. Oh my refereeing. god. How can you and not even call I that? Miss that? And of course, the one player is wide open to just dribbles in for a layup. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I, I don't think that crew should ever well any kind. Now, in in fairness, they were up by one game. This is the Sun Belt Championship game: Old Dominion women versus Troy. Uh, so ODU is up by one. They've got the ball with four point seven seconds left, and they clearly have six players. <laughs> On the court, I like it. It's 
it's not one of those things like in football, you know, where you have to they have to go back and count it with the numbers on the screen. You're like, oh yeah, they do have 12. This is obvious just from the naked eye. They have too many players on the court. Like it's glaring. And they get a layup to go up by three. So, and at that point, there's 2.1 seconds left. But yeah, you got to go back and look at that, right? That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's wild. You know, real quick, I'm going to put this out there because I heard a lot of hate yesterday, especially from Marcus. I want to do real quick the last two years of player A and player B. Player A, <laughs> three. 3,000 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. I know where this is going. Yeah, we, we all know where it's going, but go ahead. Okay, okay, so here's the <laughs> thing. I'm not saying Will Levis is going to win a Super Bowl. I'm not saying he he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He Will won't. he even make three years in the league? I don't know. Doubt it. But guess what these GMs and coaches <laughs> look at at the NFL Combine? Arm I'm... strength and size. And that's what Josh Allen with the Buffalo Bills had. That's all he had because he was 7-5 and five at Wyoming with 16 touchdowns and, like, eight interceptions. And that's all that Will Levis had with 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions and 7-5 and five record as well. I'm just saying. Yeah, you remember uh, was the wide receiver Ross, who was drafted by Cincinnati, had the fastest 40 time, and I don't even think he's in the league anymore. I, I understand what you're saying. Some There are a lot of scouts and GMs who take too much – stock in the combine I, I i get that they feel like it's important but it's let's, not really in my opinion let me ask you this marcus let's just say for fun tennessee does draft will levis will it happen probably not but let's just say it does the first year will levis struggled peyton manning even threw 20 something interceptions his first year Second year, the Titans go to the playoffs. Oh, Are you giving him a chance then or no? Well, it's hard for me to want to, to listen to the, the further of the question after you compared it to Peyton Manning's first if year. That the was Titans, um, if the Titans draft him, we will all talk ourselves into it. I will not. Yes, you will. No. Yes, you will. I'll, I won't. <laughs> See, I left well, you're, 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 you're a fake Titans fan anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're a fake Titans fan anyway. No, I'm not. Me and Marcus will talk ourselves into it. Marcus will not. He'll join me out there in exile. Yes, he will. Wandering through the desert, Marcus. I'll finally have a companion. No, we won't. Somebody to talk to. I'll I'll end up doing like a Titans VR and just complain after every game. I would root for the Bin Laden bombers over over ever rooting for anybody like Will Levis. Like, I didn't like it when they brought okay. Bud Dupree down here from Pittsburgh. He was about to say hey. anybody from Kentucky, then he realized what an impossible position that was to rationalize. So he just that he went back to Levis. Kentucky stank was on him. But Will Levis, he's straight garbage. I've seen him. He's just straight garbage, TJ. Sorry, man. He was straight garbage too then, right? Who? He literally had the identical set. Who? Well, but you also have to think that Buffalo has put a lot of amazing pieces around him, though. Like, he was not. Exactly. Exactly. So, why can't the Titans do that, too, to a freshly drafted quarterback? You look at Will Levis last year. He had no offensive line. He had no five stars at wide receiver. Why can't you draft him and then put give him a wide receiver, give him an offensive line? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like yeah, this at all. We're, we, we're talking about Will Levis being on the tight. Here's, here's why. Here's why. awful. Here's why. This because is if, god awful. If we can't do it for Ryan Tannehill, why are we? Why would we do it for Will Levis if we can't give him the offensive line and the receivers that because he needs? Because we paid Ryan Tannehill too much. He's, he's got you. He's got you. 
Marcus, he's got you. How is that rookie contract? He's got a rookie contract. You're going to free up more money to invest in other areas and put the better team around him. There are plenty of quarterbacks in this draft class I would go for (laughs) that give you the same answer. TJ, we got. There's no. You can't talk to him when he gets like this. Thank you, though. Did you see the moment he crossed? Like his. uh, There's just a look in his eye when when he lost it. He's like Rick Barnes when his ear starts twitching. Marcus just gets crazy. He's crazy when he's like this. I will not have a coffee mayonnaise drinker as my quarterback. I refuse. No thanks. I need to calm down. (laughs) You need to calm down. You're a little out of line. You're a little out of line. Phil is next. Good afternoon, Phil. What you say, David? Good night, boy. That's funny. Will Levis, he played his best game ever as a college player against Tennessee, and he still couldn't win. I'll t- put it all in a nutshell. He's a loser. <laughs> Losers lose. Winners win. Exactly. Nothing but a Kentucky loser. That's all Kentucky does is losing football. That's what they are. I'm going to miss them. <laughs> if it's South Carolina is one of our three permanent opponents, I will, I will miss the Big Blue for sure. Does that come out for sure uh, on that South Carolina thing? No. It's not official yet, but that seems to be – I mean, that's what Ross Dellinger thinks. Well, I, it don't matter to me. South Carolina, Kentucky, I mean, that's two losing programs. I mean, they had Steve Spurrier and Lou Holtz and couldn't get anything done out of South Carolina. Yeah, but they've beaten Tennessee a lot more than Kentucky has through the years. Well, they have, but Tennessee's been pretty crummy when they've been doing all that winning against us. Hopefully we'll get our program back to where it ought to be. But uh, Danny White, uh, does Alabama and Georgia pay? You have to pay five dollars to go to spring game there. <laughs> That's a good question, Phil. I don't know. Can you look that up, Marcus? What is the uh, spring game cost around the league? I don't think uh, if they're going to do that, the kids shouldn't have to pay at all. I mean, that, that game is really for kids anyway, isn't it? Kids eighteen and under get in free. Oh, well, do they? Well, no, no I, I was just saying, like, that's what it should be. <laughs> huh. I, I mean, UT, it, it might be like kids under, like, 10 or 12. Yeah, but. it's more likely. Kids I'm under sure 27, get out. in free. Are they going to scan the, their IDs for the kids to come in? I, I, I don't know. It, I mean, it's not going to be like that. It's, it's going to be honor system. It's going to be tickets. Yeah, you're going to have to buy a ticket. Well, that's good here, uh, Polish Joe there. I wish he could got all he wanted to say. I guess he can call back tomorrow and finish his uh, diatribe of uh, my favorite coach, Rick Barnes. Is he your favorite coach? I felt like we got him, gave him ample opportunity to vent his spleen on Rick Barnes. Well, I mean, there's a lot of other shows that, you know. That vent his spleen. There's 20 24 hours that. a day, Knox Talk Radio, and right now the uh, – Rick Barnes is not too popular uh, by uh, what you and your buddies, knowledgeable people. Yeah, I'm tired <laughs> of losing, aren't you? You and your handful of I don't even know how to, you guys. You're a very small minority, Phil. Well, minorities, uh, minorities can win can win elections. If uh, you know what I'm saying. Uh, just just so you know. I wanted to quickly answer your question here. Uh, apparently, the Georgia tickets are also uh, $5. Well, 
Well, he's just following the Trader Georgia, then that's good. But uh, I'm sick of uh, and tired of uh, this BJ not playing. I mean, it's describe why he should have redshirted him if he wasn't gonna play. Him. How did we ever figure out how much you can actually play? Like with football, you know, you can you can have a certain amount of games you can play where the red shirt doesn't get nullified. Did we ever figure that out with basketball? No, no, no. We were, we were never able to. Uh, there's there's all sorts of conflicting information on the interwebs. File that one under. Like, is there a Bigfoot and where's Noah's Ark? <laughs> He's played about sixty minutes. I'll I'll fifty three minutes. I'll, I'll I thought he went over that with the. What game was it where Barnes – was it Arkansas where Barnes let him play like the last eight minutes? I don't think he didn't play against Arkansas. Yeah, he, it was uh, recently. It was at home. He got to, he got in there. It was one of the blowout games. South Carolina, he played ten minutes, I think. Yeah, it was the, it was the Arkansas game. We hammering them in the last five minutes. Oh, and, and he didn't get him BJ, in BJ, the walk-ons, like nobody like, – I think he put the walk-ons in with like 30 seconds to go. Yeah. Because it was senior. Phil, day. you're not going to draw me into your Barnes bashing trap that you're setting here. I'm on to you. I'm really not making a trap. I mean, y'all have heard my skick. I mean, I, I also, uh, why is Tyrant Key deserving of all these minutes and then he plays point guard and has no assist in the game? I mean, who else are you going to play at this point? Well, well he can't play. He's, he's horrible. He's he, not athletic. I mean, he might hit a wide open three once out of uh, uh, 15 times. I mean, Bear, are you in favor of giving B.J. Edwards Tyreek Key's minutes? Yes. All of them? Uh, I wouldn't say all of them, a good chunk of them. But I, what I can't do is 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 join Phil in bashing Tyreek Key to the level that Phil's bashing Tyreek Key. I think, it's, well, I think it's a little out of line, Phil. I guess I'll bash Barnes then, since like, you don't want me to bash players. Barnes is making a big money like Paul Joe brought up. He's making – Six million a year. I think it's the second highest paid uh, coach in the SEC. Did Tennessee get their money's worth this year? Uh, no, they haven't. Unless he gets a sweet 16, this is not a successful year. I don't care about the damn injuries. He needs to go out. He's got talented players. He don't even play them. He don't develop them, as Paul Joe said. D.J. Jefferson's a good-looking athlete. And Freddie DeLeon, I mean. What are they doing over there? And then they'll probably leave because they're not playing. I, it's a, it's a comedy show over there. Man, he's he's had some moments. It's some real head scratchers. I'm not going to deny that. I'm just not ready to go as negative as you are. Because I know yeah. the big thing is there's not going to be a whole lot of change. No, there won't be no hot. But uh, is Ganey going to get the high point job? Have y'all heard anything about that? Do what now? Justin Ganey. Oh, no, I hadn't heard anything about that. High Point, where is that? North Carolina? Yeah. I think Tubby Smith coached there uh, recently. I, you know, I mean, he's a he's a North Carolina guy through and through, I believe. He's born and raised there. I know he, play, he played at NC State. I won bank. Uh, well, I, I, I've, I've never said to, anything. Uh, to him about it, Phil, but I made a lot of – you remember that year that Coach went on that tear when he was at NC State in the late 90s? Yeah, he was a good player at NC State. I wish we had a point guard like him now. I mean – That was probably uh, my greatest, uh, like, 
late week weekend of, of sports betting, all due to Coach Ganey. Thank you. Well, Mike, Ganey would be a big loss because he's our best recruiter on their staff. Yeah. Especially in the North Carolina area. That's where he makes his living. And we were Barnes refuses to recruit Georgia for some strange reason. I don't. I guess because Buck Pearl's doing getting all the ball players in the, out of Georgia now. Well, Coach Pearl doesn't. Uh, he he doesn't exactly look like. Other than splitting with us, he hasn't exactly. What'd you say, Russ? Cloaked himself in glory this year. Who, uh, Brucifer? Yeah. No, he's terrible. Yeah. One Saturday. Well, I'll say what one is... thing. That, that's the worst Buck Pearl team that's beat us in a in, in while. And we, we, we laid down and didn't score a bucket in the last six minutes. See? Good Lord. I actually stepped out of the studio to take a phone call during that. I, I can't believe he's still on when I came back. I was like, Shirley Bear will just, like, send this thing to break and then – Thought was, I was. I thought it was an to, important but it call, was, but it, it was, was. It was like watching a, a train wreck. I just couldn't stop his call. Ah, <sighs> man, those guys. Uh, I mean, they really ought to listen back to themselves. Put sometimes. the dull blades away. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. No, there's not a lot of people. There's not. <laughs> there's a lot of people that don't like watching Rick Barnes play. And then why? Every time we put a pole in the field, he gets over ninety percent of the people love him. Including, like, this team's probably going to lose in the first weekend. I, I, I bet we win the first game. Maybe you make the Sweet 16. Maybe. Oh, I, Maybe. Had, a, I had a close friend when, of mine. Whenever it's done, we're going to put the pole in the field, and 90% of the yeah. people are going to say they they're, they approve of the job. Maybe not strongly approve, but they they approve of the job he's doing. I guess just yeah, – you, you could say all those people are idiots, but, I mean, you, it's 90%. You can't get 90% people to agree on anything anymore. Huh. Except but they no. love Rick Barnes. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I've been told that, like, me and you, where they felt, I had a friend of mine said he felt like me and you weren't being very fair to him. Yeah. And I was like, really? I was like, we're pretty mild. We're accused of carrying water for him. I call it right down the middle, Bear. Criticize when criticism is warranted, praise when praise is warranted. That's my style. Do what? I'm trying to think of the, the VR where you were really worked up at him. I, yeah, I, I heard from some folks over there. It was after the Vanderbilt game. I blew my lid like it was. Oh, you said it was inexcusable. It's inexcusable. It's an outrage. It's still inexcusable. Should never have. Should never have gotten to that point. Every game is different, man. I not, not tore up about losing to Auburn nearly as much at Auburn nearly as much as losing to Vanderbilt. That was the killer. If you just if. Phillips dunks that ball. That's why he's got to come back. If he comes back, I think the future is very bright. That bad boy. Stay with us. The drive continues. Back with more after this. Fan Run Radio. The drive continues. 865-546-8200 if you want to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Tuesday afternoon edition of the show. Let's get El Diablo. In here next. What's up, Diablo? Hey, Russell, Bear, Marcus, the trifecta of sports radio here in East Tennessee. Today's one of those days, man, where you wish you was outside doing a remote, I bet. It's pretty nice. I'm looking through the window right now and, uh, yeah, wishing I was out there instead of in here with these morons. Oh. Was that 
Too much? Too rude? Sorry. Hey, uh, TJ, the calling in. When's the last time Kentucky had a quarterback in the league that could actually play? I mean, did they actually have face masks on I was wondering at that, that point? <laughs> Well, they did have that the the chubby kid that unfortunately passed away. What was his name? Jared Lorenzen. Yeah, the hefty lefty. And um, it was yep. Andre Tim, Woodson or Jim Couch. I mean, they've all flamed out. Couch. I think Lorenzen had the most successful career out of all of them. Didn't technically. Well, he wasn't really a quarterback, but Randall Cobb played like that wildcat for them. I guess. Yeah, he's. Randall Cobb's a wide receiver. Oh, I realize that, but that's he at least passed touchdowns. So trying to help. Hey guys, talking about Coach Barnes, he's kind of like that safe stock that you invest in. You know, he's not going to lose you money, but he's also not going to make you rich. He's just kind of a safe stock, and you know, to his credit, I think he's restored some credibility and in our program. But I just don't ever think he's really going to get us over the hump. And would you all agree? that the comments he made about the UCLA job when he was flirting with that, do you think that's when he kind of lost his fan base? Well, he hasn't lost the fan base. I, th- I think that's – he lost – some people, you know, still hold that against him, but the average fan, like, doesn't even know that. Like, if again, the, the analogy I always use is you go to Thompson Bowling Arena when Arkansas is in town. They sold out – the South Carolina game this year, whatever. You go to any of those games, 20,000 people, and just do an, conduct an informal survey, a poll, walking around the concourse before the game, asking folks, do you approve the job Rick Barnes is doing? 90% of the people are going to say yes. He, he is almost universally beloved by fans, and uh, you know he's got the media eating out of the palm of his hand. Everybody loves him over there. And, you know, the – Vocal minority might not like him, but again, you you pull those people, Diablo. I bet, I bet seventy five percent don't even remember his flirtation with the UCLA job. Let alone the comment about if the buyout money had been there, he would have taken it. Yeah, well, I guess must I miss being that minority with Phil because that didn't sit well with me. But uh, it was a anyway, it was a curious was, thing to say. I mean, it it was strange. Yeah. Like it's. It's one of those things, but just keep it to yourself, Rick. But um, yeah, yeah, I think that was just a moment of blunt honesty. That if I'd say, if you could go back in time, he probably regrets making that comment because he seems like an intelligent man. Hey, I don't have any problem uh, with the five dollar fee that they're going to charge fans. Because listen, if it goes into a facilities improvement, if they can get over there and get that hog trawl out of the men's room and. We can all don't have to group urinate in something that probably George Cafago's parents use. That oh. would be great. It's <laughs> pretty good, Diablo. A heater there. And hey, the upside on that too is kids will have more money to spend at the concession stand on beer if they don't, you know, if they get in free. So, anyways, guys, appreciate you letting me call in, venting a little bit, and. Uh, what what's it going to take for this season? I heard uh, Sweet Sixteen was the measure of success. Is that what you all think is going to be uh, what determines this season of success? I don't. I'll hang up and listen. Well, everybody will have their own standard, right? I don't really know what it is. I mean, so much of it it just depends on matchups. But my expectations, even when things were great, even when Tennessee was number two, it just 
it didn't feel to me like this was a great team steamrolling towards an historic season. But certainly since then, going four and six in your last ten, losing Zakai Ziegler, my expectations for postseason success have plummeted pretty drastically. So, in my opinion, without seeing the draw, without knowing who they're going to be playing, anything like that, yeah, I, I think Sweet 16 would be a pretty successful finish to the season considering where they're at right now. i just like to make an apology. I can't believe I had forgotten about this. Uh, the great George Blanda was a Kentucky I, I knew quarterback. There was, I knew there was some old – like black you know, and white leather helmet days. Who dude. knew yeah. that in the 1949 NFL draft that the greatest Kentucky quarterback of all time would make a difference oh, geez, for future quarterbacks. Yeah, would make a difference for future quarterbacks um, at that college. I had, had no idea. <clears throat> Is he, he dead? Yes, he died in 2010. <laughs> He's a, a three-time little, AFL little, champion. A little tact. Is he? Is he dead? Yes, Bear. Good. Screw you, George Blanda. So, color TV hadn't been invented the last time Kentucky had a good quarterback in the NFL? Is that what you're telling me, Marcus? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Listen, I have three quarterbacks I could tell you I'd rather draft. I, if, I, if think, I think, Kara, it doesn't make any sense to me to, for Tennessee to take a quarterback at 11. They've got bigger needs. Yeah, I completely agree. Could you talk yourself into Anthony Richardson if they Hell took him? Hell no. If they took him. I don't, I'd rather take Max Duggan. I'd take uh, Stetson Bennett, I think, honestly. And I hate saying you, that. You'd take Stetson Bennett before Anthony Richardson? Yeah. I just don't uh, like I him. can't go with you there, man. I, I don't like any of these quarterbacks. Uh, Would you take Bennett over Levis Bear? Yes. <laughs> You know, and no, and I'll tell you right now, like I loathe Stetson Bennett, dumb. but you know what Stetson is that, that Levis hitting? He's a winner, and winners what win. Do you, what do you think Bennett would have done if you'd lose. put him on Kentucky's team? Probably uh, died miserably on the field of play and and just utter and complete excruciating pain. Three quarterbacks I would rather look at in this mock or in the NFL draft. I would take Max Duggan. Over Will Levis, I would take uh, what's his name, the guy from Stanford, um, Tanner McKee. I would take Tanner McKee over Will Levis, and I would honestly take uh, Jake Hayner out of Fresno State over Will Levis. All three of those guys, one, are going to be guys who are going to be later rounds. I'm not wasting. You've been texting with CG on your own. Listen. Means the Hayner kid out of Fresno State. I know good. where you're getting that from. He's got. I haven't talked to CG about this. That's but got. That's got known Fresno State Homer. Next time we got CG, we get CG on the show. I'll talk to him about Jake Hayner. I'd love to hear about it because maybe oh, with I'm our sure. third or fourth round pick, maybe he's the guy. But to me, Will Levis is going to be a first rounder, despite the fact he doesn't belong in the first round. Do not waste your 11th overall pick on him or any of these quarterbacks because, like Bear said, you have higher issues on this team that you need to uh, alleviate. I don't think most people – and I wonder if Titans fans realize like how strange it's setting up this year that the best offensive lineman in the draft and a tackle at that is going to be still just sitting there probably at 11. 
because everybody in front of you is going quarterback or other areas. So, I mean, who do you want at 11? If, if Skaronsky's there, you got to take Skaronsky, right? Yeah. What do you think, Russ? Yeah, I, I, I think there's a couple of offensive linemen. I think, you know, Paris Johnson. I just there, there are no quarterbacks in this draft class that I'm in love with. And with that being said, there's one that, you know, you call me crazy, and I swear I'm not saying it because of orange-colored glasses. Sure you are. I would love to see him draft Hooker in, like, the third round. Let's get Westchester in here next. What's up, Westchester? Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Doing well. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I uh, spent some uh, some time in deep reflection at work yesterday, and uh, I have decided that uh, – I am no longer a uh, Tennessee Titans fan. I am done with them, and uh, I can't sit around and watch them screw up another draft. And re- you're going full bear. Another team. I'm you're done. renouncing your uh, Titans fanship. I, I, I am. You don't do it, man. It took me a long time. What are you doing it for? Just like they haven't done anything. They're getting. They want to get rid of Henry. They don't, they don't want to get so, rid of him. They're considering their options. I would like to make a quick update on that for you, Westchester. I saw a report say from someone else, for I think it was Jonathan Joseph or Jonathan Jones, someone like that, for CBS said that they are not doing a, a trade for Henry. It may have been that Ran Carthon was looking to find out who the weeds are, who the rats well, are. There you his, go. There you go, uh, Westchester. Too late. You're already out. You pulled a bear. I already am. See ya. It's fun. Wouldn't see uh, – I, I did some research on the Titans draft picks over the last uh, decade or so. That's um, what's the last? What's the last time they drafted a, a, a quarterback that turned out to be a success for them? Steve McNair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, with that being said, ago. I mean, before McNair uh, – I mean, Vince Young was NFL Rookie of the Year, right? I mean – He was. He wasn't – Great, obviously, but his there problems was time were more when it just pretty good. Yeah, just immaturity. Well, the other thing too is let's be honest. The only reason they drafted Vince Young was because Bud Adams wanted him as a Texas guy. I, from what I heard, I think Jeff Fisher. Yeah, I remember that talk. Was yeah. not planning on drafting Vince if it wasn't for Bud. Yeah, the uh, In Bud's defense. He was uh, he was dominant at Texas. One of the uh, worst-run organizations in the NFL, even that, even after his passing, his kids have managed to screw it up too. So, I mean, I'm just I'm done. I can't sit through another draft. They're gonna screw it up. I mean, there's two things I know for sure: the Titans are gonna screw up their dra- the draft shit, the draft pick, and uh, the Vols are gonna lose Thursday or Friday. I mean, those are the two things that this I know. This has to have been, happened. aside from Martin and freaking TJ, the Kentucky fan, the most miserable caller roster. I've ever encountered in it's, it's 12 plus years of doing this show. It's a beautiful day outside. We've got the tournament going on, UT baseball tonight, and it's just one, of, it, yeah, whether it's Tennessee comfort, basketball, yeah. the Titans, uh, it's just misery. Y'all are nuts. Yep. Sometimes you got to reach out of the state to find something to, uh, to cheer for. That's just the way it goes. And uh, I'm sorry to tell you, Bear, that. Uh, I am. I'm still holding on to my little piece of the eagle, so I, I, it can't be the red, the uh, Redskins. I hope you can under, understand and respect I, that. I don't Nothing even personal. I, I, First I of all, it's the Commanders, please. <laughs> yeah. 2023. Always be the Redskins. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
865-546-8200. Your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines, 546-8200 if you want to chime in this afternoon. Let's take a quick break. Let's. We'll be back and find out what's going on today on the internet when we continue on Fan Run Radio. For today on the internet. All right, Marcus Young monitors the internet so you don't have to. What are we missing, Marcus? What's going on out there in Cyberland today? Well, I've got one for uh, for you, Russell, that you might uh, angrily enjoy. Maybe let the hate flow through you. Okay. Uh, Selena Gomez returns to social media. Says her heart has been heavy amid the Haley Bieber drama. Who Nearly- is Haley Bieber? Uh, the wife Justin of Justin Bieber's son. He's well, got a or this he's, is why he's Haley. married. Justin yeah. Bieber's married. Yeah, he's okay. been married for a while. Uh, but nearly two weeks ago, Selena Gomez announced she was going to be taking a break from social media following a brief and indirect back and forth with Haley Bieber. Oh no! Yeah, she had to go away for a while. She had to. T- yeah, she, she had to canceled take, herself. Taking a break from social media after a brief and indirect back and forth. Uh, she said, "I'm 30 and I'm too old for this." <laughs> You think? <laughs> Do you know Bieber's got some kind of funky medical thing going on where like half his face is paralyzed now? Oh no! Yeah, he hasn't been touring or anything. Who? The Biebs. Oh, the big Biebs guy. No, I wasn't. You what? You wasn't. I wasn't. Was not until. But you are now. No, not at all. It wasn't is like past tense. I'm just. I'm, I don't. I don't want. We, we don't have enough time to get into it. So I could sidetrack us with something, but I'm not. I'm glad that she was able to put aside the painful, whatever happened there with Mrs. Biebs and and get back to social media. What a brave woman! She's now, overcome is, so is much. Haley is Haley Bieber in that? Isn't she a Baldwin? Huh? Is she a Baldwin? Oh, I thought you said Baldwin. Are you saying say is she bald or is she <laughs> no, a bald bald Baldwin? Oh, she's. She's one of them Baldwins. <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, I, there's like eight of them. The brothers. I don't. I don't think so. I thought there was some other weird. Connection. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Apparently she is a Baldwin, but I don't think she's. She probably <laughs> told you. All right. How yeah. about that? Who knew? Uh, do you, Do you enjoy the social media break after two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's cleared her head. She's a more mature person. She's been now. using her burner accounts. Uh, the second one I've got for you, Russell, today, Tuesday, March 7th, is mm-hmm. National Cereal Day. Oh, here we go. What's your favorite cereal, Russell? Right now, I, I don't even know. I've got two in the rotation. I'm a big cereal guy. Yeah. Rarely does a day go by when I don't have at least one bowl of cereal. Um, but I don't even know what they're called. I've I've got... I don't even know what they're called. I, I don't even know how to s- describe it. It's it's pretty healthy stuff. It's got like little bits of dried fruit in it, some, it's some brand flavor. No, it's oh, not. I thought you were a cinnamon toast crunch guy. I'm off that now. It's, it's been a while since I've had it. Off of it. It's garbage. What? It's is, it's completely no. incapable of being edible once you add milk to the equation. I will tear ass through a box if I have like a like a soft drink. And just eat it dry, so, like so cookies. So weird, so strange. But the the what goat the goat cereal you? who hurt you from the time it came out till present day. He's gonna say Count Chocula. It's peanut butter Captain Crunch. Dude, the Captain. Is it 
Is this on the list? Oh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is on the list, yeah, yes. I don't Prominently. Care. Like he I'd never really had it until I started listening to him on the radio. You've never had Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Uh uh-uh. uh. And it's so I went best. and bought one of those, you know, it's expensive too, you know, because it's kind of bougie. And <laughs> I got that expensive, paid the extra dollar for the cinnamon toast crunch. And as soon as you poured milk on it, like the milk turns like tan. And I didn't know what was going on because all the flavor left those flakes. And then it was like eating cardboard and like sweet milk, which was disgusting. Do you have a favorite cinnamon or a favorite cereal, Marcus? I also have a favorite cinnamon. Bear's Uh, ready. You have a favorite cinnamon. (laughs) That's what you were saying. Uh, No, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is my favorite. It's great. And the milk tastes great after you've eaten the cereal. Mm, Great. It's god awful. You're crazy. You're frauds. You're insane. Take your box of life cereal and <laughs> it's not life cereal, buddy. Uh, what what cereal would you expect Bear to like? Oh, I would, like the joke I made with you. I was, raisin uh, bread. He, he strikes me as a honey nut Cheerios kind of guy. Oh, I can destroy a whole box of I those. I can see that. You ever I uh, like multi-grain Cheerios. Those are very good. You ever tried to eat a bowl of cereal while driving? You ever been that kind of person? With milk in it? Yes. While driving? Yes. No, John Reed did one Doesn't time even and spilled his milk. Safe? Spilled his cereal a, everywhere. I've done it before, but there's a scene in Always Sunny where they have a whole debate about eating a bowl of cereal while driving. No, that's not good. Yeah. I can't even get coffee together while I'm driving in Fair. the morning. Uh, one last one for you real quick. Uh, 28 girls were hospitalized after apparently using a Ouija board at school. Oh, dear. Yep, 28 what girls. Happened? They... Uh, Allegedly, were playing a Ouija board in school. The students were rushed to the hospital after losing consciousness at school. What? The schoolgirls were admitted with Where signs of fainting. I will find out. Fainting. Uh, Columbia. Columbia, the country? Yes. Or? Columbia University. <laughs> no, the, the country. You said they were college girls. I said they were schoolgirls. You think Ivy League chicks are sitting around with a Ouija board? You never know, man. They were admitted with signs of fainting, anxiety, and other symptoms. Wow. So, can't wait like for the horror Victorian movie on this one. You, couch. You, you afraid of the Ouija board, Bear? Uh, like if I brought one in here and Slots and I started working <laughs> on the Ouija board. and, and like, it felt I, like I, don't, a, I don't believe in them. It started, like, started jerking back and forth. But it, it's one of those things that I'd keep on a list of, yeah, what Tim fate? What if, what, if, uh, what, if, what if you can't open a portal to hell through those things? I was with a cousin at like a bookstore and they had a Ouija board. And I remember my cousin was like very adamant about like not even not wanting to like Don't touch even it. look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, all right, man. Like, it's a child's game. Mm, spooky. All right. Is, is that it? Old it. About it. Today you, on the internet. I believe more in the Magic 8 Ball than I believe in the Ouija board. No. I would believe in that more no, than the Ouija man. board. It's just a thing floating in a thing of water yep. ink or whatever the other one is a then. piece of wood that everyone knows someone is moving what's the difference I, I, I don't know i don't really don't really go for either you don't you never use no. no you never I, used a ouija board i don't think so no <laughs> you have <laughs> yeah of course he has look you know, bear him. has a bad ouija board experience <laughs> I just thought it was stupid. He put salt. I summoned the demon. He does salt as a around young man. Baphomet. <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay here. We got hour number three of the drive coming up. We'll hit the reset button when you continue. If you're just joining, 
Marcus has your top five at five. And uh, we'll do more of your phone calls. Ted, you right here on The Drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Stay with us.